1: The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michaels Show. Now here's your host, Bill Michaels.
2: Welcome one, welcome all, the Wednesday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. We are on the air. We are glad you're with us. As always, Packers getting ready to take on the Tennessee Titans this coming weekend. You've got uh, basketball with the Milwaukee Bucks tipping off tonight. Good win last night by uh, Wisconsin. Boy, Wisconsin started out really, really cold in that ballgame and then finally turned it on and uh, cruised to a victory after the fact. But uh, nice job out there at the Kohl Center last night. So a lot of good stuff happening. Uh, Like I had mentioned, though, the Packers getting ready to take a really – the, the game that a lot of people are circling to say, look, it's, it's one of the only teams that's coming into Lambeau Field with a winning record this year. Therefore, the Tennessee Titans, they are the, the litmus test for this team moving forward. To talk more about the Titans, uh, Rhett Bryan, uh, Titans radio game day host and executive producer joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. You can find him at Rhett, uh, Rhett, uh, what is it B Tennessee? Red TB Tennessee. Red Tennessee.
3: That's right. Red B Tennessee.
2: Right. Tennessee. There. I just kind of want to make sure I got that right. That's all written together real quick when you get into the Tennessees <laughs> and the crooked letters and everything. How you been? Great. And you, Bill? I'm doing wonderfully. Uh, obviously we're both, uh, heading to the postseason here and, uh, the Packers sitting at the, the top spot in the NFC. So tell me about this Titans team. They stumbled a little bit. They've kind of regrouped and they come in with an incredible run game. And that's something the Packers don't defend very well.
3: Well, I think it goes back to, first of all, there's, there's a problem the Titans defense has had all season. And part of it is because they have not had their best uh, secondary package on the field at the same time. They drafted Christian Fulton in the second round in the 2020 draft out of LSU. Uh, they've been waiting to get a Dory Jackson back who injured a knee right before the regular season started. He saw his first action last week. Christian Fulton's still coming back from IR himself. So third down stoppage has been a major problem, but the biggest problem early on in the season, after they got off to a good start, is the pandemic hit, and the Titans were the first team to go through a COVID outbreak. And you know, so many uh, around the league were kind of uh, judgmental and ugly about you know them being careless. Turns out they weren't careless at all, and that's why they didn't get anything but basically the the, the not wearing a mask properly fine. And they delayed games, delayed games, and they had to play basically six games in 30 days because of all that stuff back in October. Mm-hmm. And Beat the pants off of a good Buffalo Bills team on a Tuesday afternoon in Nashville. And then they just kind of never looked back from there. You're right, they stumbled a little after that. But uh, here lately they have uh, been playing Titans football and December Titans football, which showcases the running back, Derrick Henry. He is the genesis of this offense. Uh, he's the leading rusher in the NFL, defending uh, NFL rusher title from last year. Has a you know a halfway decent chance at 2,000 yards, uh, and so here they come to Lambeau Field uh, to play on Sunday Night Football. It's I think the marquee matchup of Week 17, and certainly something that everyone will want to see.
2: I wanted to ask about if the scenario would play out. The way the Packers win games is they get up a couple of scores, they basically eliminate the run game because they're not very good at defending it, and then they get a chance to pin their ears back and start coming after quarterbacks. If, if, say, the Packers do get up a couple of scores, what is the likelihood that suddenly Derrick Henry becomes less and less of a factor in the contest? Because I can't imagine you would want to say, hey, Ryan Tannehill, go toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? Absolutely, but I'll tell you this. Mike Brabel
3: and offensive coordinator Arthur Smith believe enough in this run game that uh, it would have to be greater than 10 points for them to go away from the run game with Derrick Henry because it's happened a couple of times this season. In that Buffalo Bills game, they were down 10 points early on and they kept pounding the rock with him and uh, ended up climbing back into that thing. But now I'll tell you this, you know, and you mentioned it. Ryan Tannehill is probably one of the more underrated quarterbacks off of the top shelf guys like Aaron Rodgers, like Patrick Mahomes, like Josh Allen in Buffalo. I mean, he's having a career year and a franchise year for the Titans. I mean, he only thrown five picks. He's got 30 touchdowns. He can run it. I mean, he can do all these things. And he's got weapons. I mean, we've got two receivers here in Corey Davis and A.J. Brown that are flirting with a 1,000-yard receiving uh, a piece in this thing. It's something like we've never seen before because we've been used to three yards in a cloud of dust with, you know, an old Eddie George run game and Gen 1 Titans 20 years ago, and, and, you know, that kind of thought throughout. But this is something totally different, and they can hang points on people. That's the thing that's different with this, and it could be a potential shootout in this thing.
2: Well, that was going to be my next question. Do you expect, because with with the run game, you wouldn't expect the quote shootout only for the fact that you mm-hmm. can use ball control offense for a long period of time and really hang on to it and create time of possession, and therefore kind of slows the pace of the game down. But then again, if the Packers aren't good at defending it, suddenly you got scores, and then you're playing keep uh, keep away from the, from the other. So, what is other than that third down defense? Is there an Achilles heel to this team that you think, you know, what this is something that the Packers are really good at and they can exploit?
3: It's a lack of a pass rush for the Titans. They haven't had a quarterback sack, I think, in three consecutive games. I think they're the lowest in sack total per team uh, through this late in the season. They only have 14 quarterback sacks. So lack of that there is something where we know Aaron Rodgers, the neurosurgeon that he is with the pigskin in his hand, could certainly exploit. Uh, what they've been good at uh, is disruption and getting a, a guy off of uh, his plant foot or his right foot and, and making him uncomfortable because this team, it's plus 12 in giveaway-takeaway. It's very opportunistic and advantageous. He it is greedy and loves to take the, the football away from you. But Aaron Rodgers and a lack of a pass rush is probably not a good combination.
2: Yeah, the only way – I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers going in and throwing two and three and four, you know, interceptions, but there are a few guys on this team you can probably punch the ball out on. You know, at, at times Aaron Jones has put the ball on the carpet. Marquez Valdez-Scantling has put the ball on the carpet. So it's not like there's a few people that you can't punch the ball out from, you know?
3: Absolutely. And, again, that, that these turnovers have come from multiple spots, whether it's Jeffrey Simmons on the, on the front line where he bats – A pass point blank and tips it to a teammate, whether it's a fumble recovery from one of the linebackers in the second tier or it's an interception from a Malcolm Butler or a Kevin Byard. They have kind of just been all over the place and have, you know, certainly seemed to be in the right place, right time, or put the rake in there to get it out at the right time.
2: Uh, Before I let you go, I also wanted to ask you, as far as the expectation for this game, there's a lot of Packers fans, like I said, that look at this game as a litmus test just because the Packers are one and two against teams with a winning record to say whether or not they're really going to give you that that enthusiasm going into the postseason to have a legitimate shot at winning a championship. You tell me, where are Titans fans coming into this contest against the Green Bay Packers who currently lead the NFC?
3: Well, I think the Titans fans, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because... The Titans and, and Titans fans will know before this thing ever kicks off what they're shooting for in this outside of a win in terms of the playoff implications because at, at noon, big noon kickoff is, uh, you know, the Steelers and the Colts. And if the Steelers somehow are able to knock off the Colts, then a Titans win wins them the AFC South division that they haven't won in a dozen years. And it'll be only the third time they've won it since the realignment back in 02. So, you know, there's extra. Uh, Fuel there if it's, uh, you know, if it comes to pass. Now, obviously, they still want to win because that would also clinch them a playoff berth in the event that Indianapolis beats Pittsburgh on Sunday. Uh, But, you know, the expectations are here for sure because they made a ride into the AFC Championship game last year when a lot of people didn't see that coming. They knocked off the number one seed in Baltimore on the road. They finished the dynasty of the Patriots. And so the expectation level is certainly high, and I'm sure it's even higher. In the Titans' building, where they're practicing this afternoon,
2: the uh, by far and you've seen them by far is is it Kansas City and everybody else, or is there is Kansas City fallible? Do you think?
3: You know, it, I think I think it's still Kansas City and everybody else. But I, I think what you're going to have to do, any of those one through seven seeds in the ASC, if you can outscore them, if you've got the capability, let's just say it's Lamar Jackson and and the Ravens with that last seed if you can outscore them that's the way you're going to have to beat them that's exactly what I think is going to have to happen for the Titans Sunday night against Aaron Rodgers they're going to have to outscore the Packers which is going to be something to behold if that if that takes place because again I, I've covered this team since it came from Houston and to say that the Titans are the number one scoring offense in the league going up against the number three scoring offense in the league never thought
2: I would say that ever yeah no doubt about it. Rhett, uh, good stuff. It's Rhett B. Tennessee on Twitter, correct? That is correct, Bill. Thank you so much Perfect. for having me on today. Glad to have you. Thanks, Rhett. We'll talk to you soon. Best of luck to you. There you go. Rhett Bryan, a Titans Radio Game Day host and executive producer. Rhett B, the letter B, Tennessee. Rhett B, Tennessee. Uh, over on Twitter. You can follow his stuff there. He's a good guy. Uh, appreciate him. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 85-plus years they've been doing it. Call them. 844-PRIDE. You're looking for a job? Looking for a new team? Looking for a, a fresh start? Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. What is for dinner tonight? Well, tonight you're probably going to be listening to the uh, the huddle, Correct. So you're going to head out. You're going to say, I don't want to cook. I don't want to do anything. i got running around to do. So head into our friends at Quick Trip, whether it's the fried chicken, the pothole pizza, or the new take-home heat and eat meals. They're all fantastic. Don't forget, swipe that Quick Rewards card. If you don't have one, go get one. Start earning some points and some cash back in many different ways. But uh, go to Quick Trip. Stop in. Use the Quick Rewards card. And they just truly do take care of you. They're one of the best service companies uh, out there that I've ever had the privilege of dealing with. And that's from our friends over there at Quick Trip, wishing you a very, very happy holiday. Uh, let's do this. When we come back, uh, it's Festivus time. We're going to start airing the grievances. So bring it. Air your, i got a bunch of them that people have emailed me. If you've got sports grievances, and I know some of you uh, called in a little bit earlier, now's the time to do it. Start getting, line them up on the phones. Start going, because uh, today is Festivus, start getting ready for the uh, the airing of the grievances. That is next on the Bill Michael Show. It's a Festivus miracle!
1: You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Kramer, I got your message. I haven't celebrated Festivus in years. What is your interest? What? Just tell me everything, huh? Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. That must have been some kind of doll. She was.
2: Welcome back. It is time. Come one, come all. It is time. Festivus is here, and it's time to uh, air the grievances. It's time to air the grievances.
1: I got a lot of problems with you people.
2: And uh, if I have to go from 10 to 1, 10 to 1, this is the way it goes for me. Grievance number 10. Uh, He just bugs me. Tony Larusa. He said he was angry at himself at his DUI hearing. I'm angry at myself. He's angry he got caught. It's just Tony Larusa. Did you hear his opening press conference for the White Sox? Hell of a manager. All, res- all the respect in the world for him as a manager. But no. Number nine, the college football playoff rankings. Come on. Come on. I just, it just, come on. Okay, look, I get it. I think people are, are are looking at this. Look, if you're an Ohio State fan, you're giddy. Understand it, okay? You didn't play the the maximum amount. You're six and zero. But let's be honest, Indiana almost beat you. You didn't look good in the game in the in the, in the Big Ten championship game against Northwestern. Your offense is not that great. Everybody talks about quarterbacks for Big Ten and quarterbacks in the or for uh, Ohio State. Quarterbacks coming out of Ohio State, they really don't amount to much when it comes to the NFL, but yet they get this ginormous amount of praise heaped upon them because they're t- tremendous athletes. But I just I, I don't I don't look at it that way. I I think you got a two-loss Oklahoma team, a three-loss Florida team ahead of a nine-and-zero Cincinnati team. And Cincinnati can't even sniff it. Not that I, because I'm from there. I think Coastal Carolina is getting shut out. They're 11 and 0. 11 and 0. They're no, they're nowhere near sniffing the bowl championships. It needs to be enlarged, and this is the year that proves it more than any. Proves it more than any. And I think it's a I think it's a travesty, travesty, that you've got an Ohio State team at six and 0 that that's sitting there and they they are there on name alone. So going with that. Uh, number, uh, number, what is it? Uh, Nine, eight, uh, number seven. The Giannis naysayers for his contract made me angry the entire time. All the people down in Miami, all the people in Toronto, all of that. The naysayers kept saying Giannis was definitely leaving, sending a panic through the world, putting out articles that he had talked to somebody that said he was going to leave. It was. It all turned out to be crap. All turned out to be crap. The Giannis Naysayers. Uh, this is actually number seven. Number seven, James Harden. He's now being investigated for not only did he go to the little baby uh, birthday party and uh, then try to force his way out of Houston and did it without masks and such, and he knows what he has to do. Now they've got the video of him in a strip club making it rain. He's not wearing a mask. He's partying with all kinds of people and then walks back into the facility like it's no big deal putting his, his, his team at risk. James Harden bugs me. Number five. Virtual fans. When they show these games, I was watching a game the other night, and they show these Steelers fans sitting at home. I guess if you're on it, it's kind of cool, but doesn't it just look hokey? Like they say, oh, like it, it's not live. It's like they said, okay, show us a, a video of you cheering. Uh, yay, uh, okay. and We go to the fans in Pittsburgh. No, stop. It's just, it's it's hokey. It's stupid. It's depressing, to be honest with you, to be reminded that we're not in in stadiums. Um. Then there was the public arguing uh, in Major League Baseball over money in the beginning of the pandemic. And then for Rob Manfred to say, "Well, we never had an intention of playing more than than, you know, what was it, uh, 40, 50, 60 games anyway." After all of that, that was my that that was up there on my list. Num uh number th- what is this? Number 4, worried about the MVP. I know I'm a hypocrite for saying this because I know it's a legacy builder when you talk about uh, the NFL in regards to Aaron Rodgers, but there's people now talking about whether or not Giannis is going to win his third and, and what accolades they're going to take home in the preseason were, votes. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I don't want to see best record in the NBA. I don't want to see MVPs. I don't want to see sixth man. I don't want to see coach of the year. That all has to come with a championship. It's time now for to, It's time now to run. You started crawling. You did a good job. You got up and you started running and then you stumbled. You fell down. Now it's time to pick yourself back up and run and know where the finish line is because it's time to hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy in in the state of Wisconsin. Okay? Uh, Number three, did you watch the other night Monday Night Football? Did you watch some of the bowl games last night? you you got a, a hot spot like Ohio. you got a hot spot that's down in Florida. Fans in the stands. Can't get fans in the stands at Lambeau Field. I think it's a travesty. I mean, you can. You can put 500 people, but, you know, that's like peeing into the ocean and waiting for the ocean to rise. Not going to happen. Doesn't mean much. Does to those fans, but doesn't mean much overall. I mean, otherwise, you wouldn't have Aaron Rodgers and others saying, no energy at Lambeau Field. No energy. Which leads me to my next grievance. I don't mind cardboard cutouts, I like them. They're kind of quirky. But to go buy them, And then have your cardboard cutout 20 rows back. That's never seen. It's never seen. And if it is, it's for like a split second. It's like, here's the punt. And the camera goes in the air and back down. And then it's like, there it is. There it goes. Go back. Cardboard cutouts. Drive me bananas. Some of them were pretty funny at first. like Going back to the Korean Baseball League, when they had like the front row consisted of SpongeBob, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, and you know, some other goofy caricature like grimace from the old McDonald's commercials. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. I like the one that had all the muppets cardboard cutouts sitting in the front row. That was kind of cool, you know? But uh the cardboard cutouts they said, "Hey, yeah, buy this for the cardboard cutouts. It'd be great. And then we'll put you in the stands. By the way, you're never going to be seen. You're not you, we'll take a picture, show it to you. Okay, great. After that, you're nothing more than a bonfire. When it gets cold in here, we're going to set you on fire, and everybody's going to warm up that has to work here that day. That's about it. And number one, number one, my number one grievance, and not only out of the sports world but the world in general right now, is the constant creation of this sucks, gloom and doom, 2020 is going to 2021 is going to suck too. At least give us some hope, you know? It's like if, if, if you're not scared, if you're not afraid, you're not going to pay attention and your your attention span is going to go away from whether it's news media, sports media, you know, the prognosticators, whatever. And, and 90% of the time they're wrong. It's not going to happen. It's just like, come on, man. Really? 2021's not even here. And it's already being projected that it sucks. So we don't know. We don't know if there's going to be fans in the stands. We don't know if there's not. We don't know if the vaccines are going to take place. We don't know if they're not. We don't know if herd immunity is going to happen. We don't know if it's not. We don't know. So I understand big year for illness. Understand it. But don't already start crapping on 2021, okay? We know 20% fans in the stands down there for the Super Bowl. I get it. You can make a little bit of noise. But don't blow away the entire baseball season. Don't blow away the entire beginning of football season next year. Don't blow away the uh, the NBA finals already or the NBA postseason. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't blow it up. Don't t- already tell us that no fans for the NCAA tournament. Come on. You took that away from us last year. So don't crap on 2021 before we – we haven't even finished up Christmas of 2020. At least allow us to unwrap 2021 under our tree and say, here it is, 2021, the year of optimism. At least give us that. There you go. That's my grievances. I feel kind of good. 855 Hey, real quick, let's get to Tim in Kingman, Arizona, listening to us on the radio.com app. Tim, how you doing, man?
4: Hi, Bill. Happy Festivus to you, and that was a great 10 spot you had there. I'll start with Appreciate it. Only got i I've got six. I'm going to touch on the first one that you did. Cardboard cutouts. My thing is, how many trees had to lose their life for some of the idiocy that is for a second or two when, when they scan the crowd? <laughs> I want to look at empty seats because this is what we're going through with the, with the COVID. Two, mm-hmm. Um Pipe in crowd noise. Uh, I don't care what football Ooh. game I'm watching. If there's nobody there, I would rather hear the quarterback changing plays, the pop of the pads, or even Aaron Rodgers changing the play at the line of scrimmage. Uh, mm-hmm. Three, uh, hair on nameplates. When I see De- uh, Bakhtiari or somebody else, well, I can't read that last name. It's time to tuck it, cut it, or go bald. One of, one of, the, one of the three. Number four, <laughs> okay. any kind of Chevron on a college football helmet, the one that drives me the nuts, the Buckeyes on those uh, Ohio, uh, Ohio State's beautiful silver uniforms. Just think, they could yeah. run a lot faster. They didn't have to carry all those, those, those stupid <laughs> Buckeyes. I would imagine, you know, uh, it's just the idea that that high school Harry stuff um, on your show, Packer radio highlights on the radio. I would love to hear Wayne Laravee. He is our voice of the Packers. Uh, I still don't know why we have to get everybody else, but I'd like to hear Wayne Larvey. and my last well we 're not
2: contracted to use we 're not contracted to use that tim that 's the reason. If they wanted to let us use it, we would use it, but we 're not contracted to use it so that's that's the only uh, reason
4: that's a bummer yeah. and my last one, bill, every time when you sign off the show, what is that last word you say you go. Soup or sup or what?
2: I, see I don't know. See ya. You see, see, ya. see ya. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya. Yep. C- soup. S-E-E-Y-A. That's it. A- see A- Yeah. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Okay. It comes with an explanation. There you go. Tim, listening to us in Kingman, Arizona, on the Radio.com app. I love this. This is fantastic. 855-830-864. You want to chime in, feel free to go ahead and do so. Jerry DiNardo of the Big Ten Network going to be joining us. We'll talk with him about those darn Buckeyes. That's coming up next to the Bill Michaels Show.
1: Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. The tradition of Festivus begins
5: with the airing
1: of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people.
2: Tonight we got the Bill Michaels Huddle presented by Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. Go to BudLight.com. Mike Clemens is going to be joining us. Uh, Radio Joe Zenzola is going to be there tonight, six to eight on many of these same stations. Talking Packers, Titans, getting you ready for the contest, and then obviously the rest of the NFL as well. In the meantime, Big Ten football culminating, and uh, not the not the way this season the Badgers kind of wanted it to go, but nevertheless uh, they got a bowl game coming up. You got Ohio State in the Final Four, so not bad things for the uh, for the Big Ten Jerry Donardo the Big Ten network the analyst here is with us you can find him at Jerry Donardo on Twitter Jerry how you been I'm doing great Bill how are you well we're doing good uh, I guess we made it uh, that's the that's the good news um, through a football season or at least uh, the the best you can possibly get through a football season what'd you take away from this year
5: uh, risky at best uh, glad we had the season we had. At times, it looked like maybe it was a mistake. At other times, it looked like maybe it was the right thing to do. Uh, You know, just mixed feelings, really. I think basketball is even a a bigger issue. I give a lot of credit to all the young people that decided to play and try to fight through this stuff.
2: Um, the Badgers did not have the season they were hoping for. They obviously went through COVID. They had some uh, some of their weapons, some of their wide receivers and such uh, not available. They had some injuries. Uh, Graham Mertz came in and, and burst onto the scene and opened all of our eyes, and then it just seemed to kind of fizzle after that. Give me your thoughts as this uh, young quarterback uh, kind of went on throughout the year.
5: Yeah, hard to tell. You know, after the Illinois game, uh, we all thought maybe he was a little further along than he was, and as the competition got tougher. But, Bill, you know, this wasn't going to be – this didn't predict to be the same Wisconsin team we have seen in the last few years. I mean, I think most of us picked them to win the West. I'm not saying we thought they were going to be a bad team, and I'm not saying they are a bad team. But you lose Jonathan Taylor. You replace three of the five offensive linemen. As you mentioned, you have trouble on the flank and you have a new quarterback. And then you're one of the schools that has that hit the earliest and maybe the hardest with COVID. Uh, you know, specific to Mertz, I mean, let's, let's just see, you know, the year doesn't count, right? He's got four years left of eligibility. He's obviously a talented guy. So, you know, I think we, we, you know, we just need to wait and see what it looks like.
2: Then you've got, uh, well, Northwestern, obviously, a team that's uh, been, you know, hanging around and getting better, and I love what Pat Fitzgerald has done with that program. There's a lot of talk about him possibly uh, getting some offers via the NFL. I know he's very happy down there, but talk about Northwestern on the come.
5: Well, I had him about fourth. I thought that Wisconsin was
2: the favorite and then Minnesota and
5: Iowa. Uh, and the way the season ended, you know, Iowa is probably one of the better teams. Uh, vintage Pat Fitzgerald, you know, rebounding from a tough year, uh, playing great defense, still struggling offensively, but certainly better than they have been in recent years. But when they play the the, the teams that win recruiting uh, battles, you, you know, they can't always measure up. And that, 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 that's kind of what happens, and that'll that'll continue to happen. You know, a team like Northwestern, Bill, they have to do a great job to win the West and they have to get to Indianapolis, and they have to hope things go well in Indianapolis because regardless of the East Division team, which is usually Ohio State, but sometimes Penn State and maybe someday Michigan, or it's been Michigan State under D'Antonio, they're always going to have the lesser players top the bottom in the East Division, and that's kind of what happened this year. So their formula is intact, and it'll continue to go the way it's going.
2: Where is Nebraska? Every year we talk about Nebraska, and this is going to be the year. And they're going to. And, and granted, I I kind of throw this year out because it was such a quirky year. But where is Nebraska right now in your mind when it talks about a team and a program that continually wants to strive to get to the top spot in the West? They continually kind of want to go back to what it is when they when you had the glory days, so to speak. Where are they right now?
5: They're better. I think if it was a normal season, you could see as they got better during the year, Bill, that they could have made a bowl game with six wins. So there's no doubt they're, they're better. I think they're, they're, they're a little bit of a distracted program. You know, the Big 8 is over. The Big 12 is over. You know, nobody's picking on you. Uh, it, it's just the way it is, you know, and I don't know how comfortable they are, and I wish they would get more comfortable being part of the Big 10. I thought it was a great addition they really had no choice. You know, as Tom Osborne said to me a couple of years ago when I asked him about joining the Big Ten, he said to me, you know, the Pac-12 was going to raid the Big 12. We were going to be left without a conference. So, you know, I think, you know, if you look back at how they got in the Big Ten, it was really their best and only move. And I just don't know that they feel part of it. And and that's, that's, that can be a distraction. And I think they need to move past that distraction And worry more about just, you know, playing the game, but I do think they're better.
2: Uh, You mentioned uh, Michigan, when they get good again. So tell me what you think about the Michigan program. I know that uh, obviously the last game of the year they took a lot of heat because Kirk Herbstreit kind of said, hey, you're going to conveniently come down with COVID. You're not going to play Ohio State. You don't want to get beat again, and damned if it didn't happen now. We know that you don't take COVID very lightly, but uh, it just wasn't the season that Harbaugh thought it was going to be, and there was a lot of expectation coming into this season. It just went in the opposite direction.
5: Yeah, my expectations are never high because they're they're always in some kind of shift, whether it's an offensive shift, a staff shift, a defensive shift, a different offense, a different defense, a different offensive line coach. And so, you you know, they they really never settle in. I don't believe that their culture is to win a national championship. I think it's more to win the East and get to Indianapolis. Uh, You know, they just fired Don Brown, so now they're going to change defenses again. You know, it, it, it's just not a program that has been steadily progressing, and it's not a program that has such high expectations that they can't just keep going the way they're going. So uh, I, I don't see them winning the East anytime soon. They obviously only control half the equation, and half the half that everybody in the East can't control is when they play Ohio State. And they are a long, 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 long way from being as good as Ohio State.
2: Uh, Boy, I tell you what, I was really impressed with Indiana going into the shoe, going toe-to-toe with Ohio State for a majority of that contest. Uh, I'm excited about Indiana football. Are you?
5: I am, and I'm excited about really the message that if you study them, which obviously I have some history there, Kevin Wilson took over that program 10 years ago. Kevin Wilson did a lot of really good things in Bloomington. Tom Allen has done even more things. This is this. This took ten years to get to this point, and and you know not not many people have ten years. So this was a combination. I never imagined that they would be this good. I, I the winningest. Listen to this, Bill. The winningest coach in Indiana's history is Bill Malley. He won sixty nine games, thirty were non conference games. So so put that in perspective to so what Tom Allen's doing. Unless Tom leaves for a different job. Tom Allen and White up being the winningest coach in Indiana history the time he's done.
2: Amazing. Amazing. Uh, you got the representation of the Big Ten in the Final Four. Uh, not many people giving Ohio State with that secondary a chance against Trevor Lawrence and the Clemson Tigers. Uh, talk a little bit about that matchup.
5: Yeah, they're going to have to play a lot better. I mean, they – you know, coach speak is we haven't played our best game yet. I know Ryan has said that. That's not coach speak this year. I mean, that that's the flat-out truth. I mean, at times – they don't look like a playoff team. They look like a playoff talent, but not a playoff team. At times they do, usually the first half and when they and when they when they're explosive early in the game and all that. But this team is a long way away from some of the recent Ohio State teams. Now, they have they have reason for that. You know, they're very really practiced together. They've been hit with COVID. There's so much pressure on them to win the national championship. On and on and on. They have a lot of reasons for it. I don't think they're excuses. I think they're reasons. Uh, but but they're going to have to play their best game from Clemson, and it might be possible that Clemson has to not play their best game for this to be a matchup.
2: Jerry, it's always great to talk to you. I certainly appreciate it. Thanks for coming on throughout the season, and we will talk uh, soon down the line. You have a tremendous holiday season. Merry Christmas as well, okay?
5: Merry Christmas, Phil, thanks for having me.
2: Thanks, pal. There you go, Jerry Denardo. Okay. Love to have him on the program, Jerry Denardo, the Big Ten Network, uh, joining us for a couple of minutes. You can find him on Twitter at Jerry Denardo. Uh, again, find him on Twitter at Jerry Denardo, and uh, all you got to do is, uh, is is give him a shout. He's just such a good guy. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. Eighty plus years, they've been doing it. Call them eight hundred forty four Pride, or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's eight hundred forty four Pride, or go to SchneiderJobs. Dot com. Uh, don't forget, coming up, immediately following the game on Sunday, it's going to be Gary Ellerson and I going to be bringing you the Green and Gold Post Game show. And uh, the postgame show going to air immediately after. So hopefully you're joining us because it's a Sunday night contest, and we're going to not only give you our thoughts, but we're going to get your reaction to the game. We'll get your phone calls, your tweets, your emails, everything, as the Packers go for their uh, 12th win of the season. So give us a shout after the game, or at least take a listen to us on many of these same stations. If you can't get us, go ahead and download the Radio.com app and follow 1250 AM, the fan, our flagship station out in Milwaukee, or just simply go to the website, which is simply BillMichaelsSports.com. That's BillMichaelsSports.com. Stay tuned. we still got a lot more coming up. We're going to be uh, talking about that Badgers win last night. Like I said at the beginning of the show, it was quirky, but it's a win, and that's what good teams do. More of the Bill Michael Show next. 16 stations strong. The Bill
1: Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin, Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike
0: Clemens. The Packers host the Titans on Sunday Night Football. Can Green Bay match Tennessee point for point? We talked to Packers head coach Matt LaFleur.
3: We'll find out on Sunday. They're number one scoring offense in the league for a reason. I know they're up there in every statistical category again like i've talked about i know most every guy on that offensive staff and got a lot of respect for how they approach it and the work they put in know a lot of these players too just the way they attack it and how talented they are
0: packers quarterback aaron Rodgers.
3: i think every game we approach it we we want to outscore the opponent uh we trust our defense but we really uh want to score every time we get it and i think there's there's been games where we've been close to that you know we've really gotten on a roll
0: it just comes down to us. That's Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show.
2: Welcome back. So we had mentioned James Harden a little while ago. The uh, there was a video that surfaced. Um, they said he was at a strip club. He says it's not. He just put out on Instagram that he was. He said first of all, it's one thing after another, and that it was not at a strip club. Uh, he said that uh, it was a party uh, showing support uh, for my girl. I, I don't necessarily know all the details. I was just kind of getting this and reading it as across the screen. Um, I, I and you know what, whether it was or wasn't a strip club, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, the bottom line was, is he was out at a party with a bunch of people and not masked up, which is what goes against the protocol of the NBA. So. Um, I've never heard of players getting in trouble go- for going to the strip club unless, of course, you cause problems there. I think what the argument is right now is not so much even where you were, but it's the fact that you were out with a bunch of people who are not somewhat uh, protocol savvy, we'll say. And uh, that's part of the argument is that he was then putting his, his team and teammates in uh, in the organization in a in a tough situation when it comes to not wearing a mask, so. That's some of the things that the NBA has, has put out. And, and again, it's it's I'm not getting into what you do or don't believe. I'm just simply saying these are the facts. So if he wasn't, uh, okay, that's fine. I think the argument now becomes whether or not he was masked or not. Uh, in the meantime, boy, I tell you what, uh, somebody had stolen, speaking of uh, a mask, uh, somebody stole uh, the Badgers' ability to score in the first half of that contest. It was about five, five-and-a-half minutes in maybe, I think, something like that. Maybe it was about five minutes in- into the first half when uh, they finally dropped a bucket, and Dimitri Trice, I think is uh, who it was, dropped a three. But I- I'll tell you this. You talk about resiliency, man. They kept playing solid defense. They kept making uh, Nebraska just shots. Nebraska wasn't hitting, uh, you know, much at all either. And after getting a brief lead, um, you know, the Badgers came storming back. And once you started to get a couple of buckets to fall, it became contagious. And it was really – I know it's not a pretty game, and people accuse the Badgers of having that all the time. It's not a pretty game. But that was a really good team game. I enjoyed watching that last night. Um, Was out and about. I had a couple of things I had to do. I broke my phone, and I needed to get the screen replaced. So while I was waiting for the screen to be replaced, um, I ran next door, got uh, got some dinner and sat at the bar and uh, and watched the game. So I had a good time last night. It was good watching the Badgers game. Um, so anyway, hey, coming up in the next hour, Pete Bukowski, Locked On Packers podcast, going to talk with him coming up. In the meantime, before we do anything else, Radio Joe's in Zola. Before we get to the top of the hour, going to tell you about his car buying experience.
0: Yep, Hyundai West Dallas. That's where I went to get my new car, and I absolutely love it. And again, with uh, Christmas Eve tomorrow, uh, we are just right around the corner here. It is the winter sales down event that they're having right now at Hyundai West Dallas. All new vehicles are sold at or below dealer invoice. They will match any Wisconsin dealer's offer, offering top Kelly Blue Book values on trades, 0% financing available, including no payments until February, and no down payment needed. Uh, you can make your best deal by pulling a card out of their uh, tree of savings that they have at Hyundai West Dallas. You can get up to $500 of savings. And also, if you mention my name, Radio Joe or Joe Zanzola, you will get an additional $500 off your new car. Also, what they're doing at Hyundai West Dallas, you have a chance to actually win a an, a free car. That's right. I mean, that's that's what they have going on right now. And it's through the International Autos Group. And you can just go to iaautogroup.com uh, where you can have a chance of getting a car through them. Um, so, again, all the details are there. Again, it's all at Hyundai West Dallas. Hyundai West Dallas off of Highway 100 in West Dallas, or you can go to hyundaiwestdallas.com. And with that, we will have more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up next.
1: The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
5: Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out of market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi view mode, and catch up with in game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre and post game shows. Go to mlv.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with
1: permission.